something might just push back from the twilight zone. Hello, everyone. I'm Brennan Klein. And I'm Sergio. And I'm Shannon. Oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> She's right there. How could you not see her? I don't uh, know. And bask. Okay. I'm back. Ooh, like a regular poltergeist. Yay. Um, for those of you who aren't in the know, Shannon is the OG co-host of Scream 101 from season one. And I'm sure everybody knows because I don't think we've gotten any new listeners. Yeah, that, that's that's a fair assessment, Brennan. I no, we have. I'm sure we have somewhere along the row of time. No, I agree. She's probably like the OG that everybody knows and loves. Anyway, Shannon, the reason she is here is because this is my super special bonus birthday episode, and I wanted a super special bonus guest. And she's back from Seattle for five short days. How you doing, Shannon? I I'm doing great. Happy birthday, Brennan. Thank you. I know that it's actually a little ways away, but Shh, we're recording this ahead of time because we don't have you for that long. Okay. Still, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> so, so how's Seattle treating you? Tell the good folks. Uh, yeah. um, well, Seattle is great. Um, my house isn't haunted like I was hoping it would be. Well, I assume you it's know. not as big as The Changeling either. Yeah. Oh, is this like a throw a throwaway to a movie that I didn't see? Yes. Yes. Okay. So as, close. as I left, Brennan gave me a going away gift, which was um, The Changeling. Yeah. No one's going to hear your jokes if you don't say them into the microphone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the changeling um so that was just a joke about his his gift to me but um seattle's great it's like it's dark for nine months out of the year that well, sounds incredible it, it is it sounds so sad it's wonderful and uh i met this gal she's also super into horror and great. she's she's gonna be working with me next year and she's a director of photography and so, really oh yeah so she made one of our work videos in the form of um well, we called it, so I work for City Year, so it's City Year, Seattle King County, so C-Y-S-K-C is what we call it, and she cr- created the video c- calling it C-Y-S-K Scream. Okay. So. Not not a great pun smith, but nope. I'm sure she's a good cinematographer. Yeah. It was a really solid, solid video. It was good. That sounds awesome. You should send that our way so we can check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can share it on the thing if that's a thing that- Probably not. Okay. No, it's private. Yeah. It's a secret. Yeah. Nobody needs to know. But, but anyway, we'll tell you I'm, if it's I'm getting my horror fix Good. somewhere, which is nice. I know you did do a like horror movie night weekly for like two weeks. Did yeah. that keep going at all? It did not. I, think I it's, assume not. Yeah. At the very very beginning of the year, everyone's all excited to get to know each other. But time, we realize, is like they very... They hate each other? <laughs> well, no, it's just very valuable. Like to have a regular anything that takes up time is, yeah. is pretty hard. So what did you show the young people of Seattle? What did I show them? Um, well, one weekend was It Follows, right? Which you were like, Psh, I've already seen this. Yeah, I'm one, super cool. Yeah, one weekend was fi- It Follows. And I feel like the other weekend was something else that I'd already seen. So it was a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was fun to watch with, with new people. Okay. But yeah. Um, question that will almost surely uh, make me very embarrassed. Have you been listening to season two of Scream 101 at all? I have. I've listened to... What did I listen to? I know you listened to Tenebrae because you texted me about yes, it. Yes, I listened to Tenebrae. Um, I That's also like listened to, I feel like I like there was like a review and Dracula came up again. 
as um, it does as it does and i just scoffed and thought about how sergio thought that it was a great movie and how much it's awful um opinions what else? are like buttholes we all have one we don't need to use it some of them are better than others I th- i'm pretty sure everyone needs to use it <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> i didn't know the rest of the quote so i made it up on the fly i yeah I'm, i think i think yeah just everybody has one okay which well, also probably isn't true some people need one of them bags that your poop goes yeah. in what's that called a colostomy yeah colostomy star? bag okay that doesn't <laughs> we are so I feel like tangential we're, we're missing a syllable in there somewhere but okay we are so tangential um what was the question did you listen to ghostbusters episode i know you listened to that and you got mad at us because we didn't give it five out of five i did that's right that was a while ago now yeah you know let me i want to add a little bit about my review of ghostbusters do it okay great so i bought i was so excited i <laughs> bought from target or wherever the deluxe blu-ray dvd thing oh i know you were telling me about it yeah and i bought it for like i spent like 25 dollars on it which is like chump change compared to like how remarkable this movie is <laughs> on my life okay um and i i get why y'all didn't like feel that way because i've i'd never had so much joy out of seeing like a woman be so kick-ass uh-huh. on screen anyway um <laughs> about the blu-ray blu-rays in 16.9 so you have uh-huh. those black bars it's on the top and, yeah yeah you have the black bars on the top and the bottom of the screen right but while you're watching it whenever they they um shoot anything it shoots through the black bars really? whoa yeah so nothing else on the in in the entire film does that weird thing where it like goes onto the black bars except for when you're shooting off screen and it's supposed to make it look more dimensional. Whoa. But it's annoying as all get out. Oh, it's really? awful. Oh, yeah. I'm impressed. I kind of want to see this. It's, it sounds it, awesome. It, it's a gimmick. It takes away from the actual, like, film. So I'm really mad you that You know, the, the cinema of Ghostbusters must be respected in its purest form. Yes, it I mean, should. Look, Ghostbusters is a great movie. I'm going to watch it with my parents this weekend. But it sounds pretty cool. I feel like... There are daggers being thrown, but they're like metaphorical daggers right now. So far. We'll see you later. I just, uh, I cannot. It just <laughs> was so upsetting to me because I wanted to enjoy like the, the heaviness of the story. But every time anyone shot anything, it went off screen and it, it was so gimmicky and like it really detracted from like the story. Uh-huh. The, c- because the, uh, the the beating heart of Ghostbusters is is the family drama at its core. Is there any way to turn this off? I'm pretty sure it's like No, I checked all Shannon? the settings. No, I mean, you know the thing. Um, can you zoom in on the on the screen? I it wouldn't be proportional. You're right. You wouldn't get to see like Kate McKinnon's left foot like off the edge of the screen. And that's why I watched it's it. It's so important. She's so, so good. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's my side comment on that review but yeah i I watch i listened to like a couple episodes thank you yeah (laughs) there changing lives oh i know i wasn't expecting her to listen to any yeah yeah it's also convenient because it's always downloaded so like whenever i get finished with like my seven minute song exploder or whatever it automatically goes into you Uh oh yay yeah anyway so i know it's your birthday oh yeah uh, let's get into it shall we okay yeah well um 
did you i think you brought a 10 word review for us right i, I brought two okay great it's, two. it's my birthday presents because yes. sergio and i don't have any but i want to know what you brought how do you all not have i have less time than y'all okay no because we're recording this out of order so oh, that makes we're kind of saving them up for the next like canon episode okay uh so wonder woman wonder woman we already reviewed that one yeah we did that I doesn't mean it? she's not allowed to no i know i'm just saying like we already reviewed it so we mm-hmm. couldn't like in partake as well mm-hmm uh love the first half hated the love storyline yeah we don't need no men in this i mean chris pine was good in it he was he was definitely way less annoying than i thought he would be because he was featured in the first trailer as like narrating and like yeah. doing oh, all like this, this thing is, i bet you're wondering how i got into this position yeah he was like mansplaining wonder woman <laughs> before it even happened and i was like oh i'm gonna hate this for the record i had no problem with that of course you didn't he's naked i just mentioned that i didn't anyway um but yeah so he was far less annoying and like far more gracious than i thought he would be however this whole like keeping her from being a dimensional character and like from like learning and growing and they kept her i'm giving this is a far more involved review than 10 words that's okay we got time but um (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted her, I wanted her to learn and, like, come into her own and not be reliant on people. And then she, like, like, I'm going to spoil this for everybody, but you've already reviewed it. I mean, in ten words, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Never mind. I understand. The third act is a mess, no matter whether or not you liked it. What's your next review? Okay, my review is for uh, Quantico Season 2. Trashy, smart, silly, action drama. Priyanka Chopra is a goddess. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's in Baywatch. She was. She played the bay. And we hey. watched her. <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We've been working on that for weeks. <laughs> She's great. Okay, yep. Yeah. What? No, okay, fine. Um, yeah, thank you for your time with reviews for my birthday present. Um, what we did, I was trying to figure out what to watch for my birthday. I want to do kind of like a shorter, briefer bonus episode because Shannon's got a lot of things to do. She's As a busy always. woman. So we decided to make it um, something that wouldn't be like watching a whole movie as much as I wanted to make you guys watch From Beyond. I don't, one, I don't think Sergio could handle it. Two. Um, I love that movie. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so what we did instead is we watched the first episode of the new Twilight Zone from 1985. <laughs> the new Twilight Zone from 1985. Yeah, the old new Twilight Zone because there's been another reboot at some point. Um, but it's because this episode, um, was directed by Wes Craven, who was, I believe a producer, at least on the first season of that show, he directed like six or seven different Mm -hmm. episodes, but both segments in this hour long episode, he directed. And I've now at this point seen every Wes Craven movie that he released in theaters. I still need to see his four TV movies, but this is definitely something that I'm interested in pushing into in my Craven viewing. So that's why I chose it for my birthday. That's awesome. And to celebrate, I thought it would be great for us to go to California Adventure and go on the Twilight Tower of Terror, but that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, and that's fine because I hate drop rides. (laughs) (laughs) Just drop that on you. (laughs) Gross. Okay. But didn't you agree to do Supreme Scream for me? I did, but in exchange for you sitting through a terrible high school play. Okay. That's my penance. Um, Anyway. Well, you knew I hated it. That's why I didn't want to go on. I didn't know you hated it. You traded a drop for a flop. Why did you think it was such a big deal for me to decide to go on it? I don't know, laziness? 
How am I too lazy to walk up to a ride and sit in it? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, God. Okay. So the first episode we're talking about is Shatterday, which is full of puns like that. So, But not right. full enough. They they weren't able to make a pun for every day of the week. They yeah, did they like, skipped one day. <laughs> like Sunday or, you know, Shatterday. Shatterday was a name. Someday. It, well, it got to Shatterday. It started on Monday, which was... Someday? Someday. Tuesday was... I wrote them down. Hold on. Doosday. Yeah, dues. Like, pay your dues. Wednesday was Wounds Day. Um, skip Thursday. They skipped Thursday. And Friday was Free Day. Yeah. They didn't really apply to the situation. They did not. But anyway, here's a plot. On Someday, <laughs> um, Bruce Willis who's sitting in a bar, he makes a phone call, but he accidentally calls his own apartment. And who should answer but himself? Somehow, he has split into two separate beings who are identical, and they're at war over his soul. Um, yeah, that's what's going on. So basically, this is a two-hander episode, and both hands are Bruce Willis, <laughs> which is... Uh, We'll get to it. As always, we rate everything on scariness out of five screams, on campiness out of five perms, on FX out of five whatever it happens to be at the time, and quality out of five unlucky stars. On a, what's the scale that we use, Shannon? A Likert scale? <laughs> a Likert, the five point Likert scale. Yeah, it's great. Um, anyway, I want to hear your guest. So what did you think? Did you think this episode was scary, Shatterday? No! <laughs> what? What was your rating? It was a one. Okay. Hundo percent not scary. Okay. Sergio. One. Fine. I gave it two. What was scary about it? Like, what was scary about it? I liked the concept. The first minute was very Twilight Zoney, and I'm like, oh, that would be spooky. The idea that, like, you split yourself in two? No, the idea that you call yourself and you pick up, and you're like, uh, what do I do with this? Well, it's not uncommon. Like, you could call your voicemail, and, like, you would hear yourself on your voicemail. Yeah, but it's not you but responding to you. We also have to say, you just said it yourself the first minute. Like, it escalated <sighs> so quickly. Yeah, he got, like, the flu because he was standing in the rain, and then he turned into a ghost or something. <laughs> yeah, my problem wasn't with the escalation. Like, this is a 30-minute show. Like, we got to hit those plot points really quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, well, killing me. Okay, fine. What's your, what's your campiness score? Uh, my campiness is a four out of out of five. I okay. think for the reasons we were just talking about. Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis. The escalation, too quickly, like the fact that there were no other characters. It was just Bruce Willis and Bruce Willis. Like it was an acting tour de force. Yeah, I really think <laughs> that's that's how I would do it. If if we're like, oh, um, you could spend your budget on all these characters, or you could spend your entire budget on a day with Bruce Willis. I'll be like, I know what I'll do. <laughs> I'll just have Bruce Willis play all the characters. Yeah, I think that's what Wes Craven did. He just wanted to hang out with Bruce Willis. Yes. I gave it a two. Okay, sorry. And why did I give it a two instead of a four? Why? Because I was not interested in this. And so I did not get to enjoy the camp. Hmm. That's, uh, yeah, well, that's I okay, if you say so. I gave it three out of five, mostly for the puns and Bruce Willis. It's, like, pretty simple. Um, what's your FX score, Shannon? Um, I'm giving it a one. Because, like, the only effect... Actually, the makeup was pretty good. As far as, like, when he was deteriorating. He oh, yeah, just, that like, was pretty looked cool. like he was, like... Yeah, he, he looked very pale and sick. Yeah. Um, but also, the the one effect in it is just him, like, fading away, literally. Um, so, meh. Wasn't too impressed. I know that it takes a lot to do an effect like that anyway. 
um, and for them to be in the same room. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, I I actually gave it one out of five also. Um, and I gave it one as well. So one makes three. Yeah, it's not challenging. It, there's not really a lot there to work with. And yeah. this is one of the situations where it's like more psychological. So that one score doesn't really work anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's skip directly to quality. What did you guys think? Two. Okay. I also gave it a two out of five. And I gave it a two. Whoa, best oh. friends club alert. The Me. girls room. What? We think a lot. What's like? What's the girls room? Oh, it was a skit sketch from all that, right? From all that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't or, or was it the Amanda show? I think it was all that. Because you watched that one. Or it might have been the Amanda show. Either way. Either way. The, all I remember is that there was a girl, Debbie, and like every time it would just be like Debbie would say, I like eggs. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. The girl. Oh, it was room. the bathroom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. What a great show. Yeah. Um. Give that a five out of five. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is kind of, I can see why Wes Craven would choose this script. I don't believe he wrote it. It's based on a short story by Harlan Ellison. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, because the idea of like Bruce Willis's counterpart kind of explicitly explains himself as a Jungian shadow figure, which is like based on the psychological works of Carl Jung. I'm so close to Sergio's face because we're sharing a microphone. And so I can feel his judging looks. I can feel the heat of his eyes directly inches from my skin. Um, But I just, uh, Wes Craven liked to play a lot with psychological ideas like Freud and Jung. And I thought that was like an interesting part of him in a not great episode. (laughs) True. I just thought it was like a terrible acting performance by a not so good actor. Um, um, have you not seen Death Becomes Her? He's incredible in that. <laughs> he is not Meryl Streep, so he well nobody he is. has no reason to be excellent in that. Okay, whatever. Um, I feel like Death Becomes Her is the only time I've ever seen Bruce Willis like really act. Well, really break out of like his like typical like tough guy routine. Yeah, it's like it's like when. Um, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker played the the, the witch in uh, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the one role that I could be like, yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, way to go. Same with same with Bruce Willis and Death Becomes Her. Okay, I feel that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next episode. This one was uh, a little underwhelming. The next episode's called A Little Peace and Quiet. It's about a harried housewife with, what, four kids and a fifth kid in the form of her husband, Russ, Mm -hmm. who are constantly demanding of her. And she finds this magical necklace in a box in her garden that allows her to stop time and find a little peace and quiet. And spoiler alert, um, at the very end, she stops time just as a nuclear bomb is about to strike America because the war with Russia has just begun, which is dark. It gets real dark. It's it's very second wave feminism. Like this there's this woman, she's a housewife and she like can't seem to do it all and blah blah blah. As opposed to third wave, which is the Sarah Jessica Parker movie. How does she do it? <laughs> I never caught that. How was it? No no one caught that. I didn't catch no. it. Yeah. So what do you think even Sarah Jessica Parker has seen it? What did that did that kill the room? I'm sorry. A little bit, yeah. No, no, it's fine. How dare you deface her? Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was for the. I mean, it, it was kind of weird just because she finds it in her garden, 
unexplained doesn't doesn't look into it further well it's it's twilight zone exposition needs to be like real snappy that's true that's Thi- true things just happen that's true. like and she there's that very quick scene where she figures out the rules of the necklace like she has to be wearing it for it to work she has to tell people to shut up so time will stop she has to tell them to keep talking or start talking for it to mm-hmm. start again and she establishes this all really fast with incredible efficiency I wish characters in zombie movies had her same idea of efficiency in figuring out how to deal with what's going on. Yeah. She definitely does a great job of like testing her boundaries. And I, I was talking about that as it was happening where it's like oftentimes people will be like, oh, I can do this thing now. And then they just miraculously know. And that's not mm-hmm. realistic to, to like real life. Like if I had that necklace, that would be the first thing I would do is like testing it like she was, um, which was awesome. Yeah, and uh, that's a good necklace, too. It's like this little golden sundial. It's very shiny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, scariness. What was your scariness ranking? I gave it a one. Okay. Yeah, I still don't think that it was scary. I do I do like that it was like a more like a thriller sort of deal. Yeah. Um, And it's a scenario that I definitely thought about before because I, I like to ask myself, like, okay, what would be the parameters of this scenario? And, like, what if the entire you wake up and the entire world is frozen except for you and you don't know when it's going to unfreeze? Like, what would you do? Um, but it's cool that she was in control of it. Yeah, would you touch a butt? Like would you touch does? the butt? There's a guy in perfect 80s workout short Looks shorts like and she, like, pokes his butt and runs away. She's so adorable. Yeah, she, like, walks all, the, all around him, gets really close to him, and, like, you can tell that she's, like into it. it but the okay so this entire scenario where she all of a sudden has power over her life is like so sexy like she's just like <laughs> yeah, really she's into it she is into it all of a sudden she finds out that she can like stop time and she's like licking her lips and like <laughs> you know um getting like really close to her husband and doing all these things which is interesting with the implications but yeah she definitely touches a butt yeah, and th- that's definitely another Wes Craven type thing. It's like she's this repressed suburban mom, and she's kind of getting to live out her her barest fantasies. Yeah, but she's getting to do what she wants finally. Yeah. Um. And Sergio, what was your scariness score? Um, I gave it a four. One for every- whoa, what? One for every one of her kids. Okay, that's pretty accurate. So, would you rate Cheaper by the Dozen a twelve out of five? Yes. Okay. Can you imagine life with twelve kids? I mean, I can because Steve Martin so powerfully portrayed it in the movie. But okay. the better show is yours, mine, and ours because they have eighteen kids. That is too many. It is. Oh God. Anyway, um, I gave it a, a two out of five on scariness because you're right. This is very much it's one of the goofier Twilight Zone episodes where it's kind of more fun and not really spooky or sci-fi for a while. Um, but that ending is incredibly dark mm-hmm. and nuclear fear horror from the 80s really gets to me i don't know why that's something that i respond to so much but like i like that kind of storyline i do because well wasn't it like a real fear back in the day i mean yeah and it still should be yeah yeah people do bomb they used to do bomb drills like my mom did bomb drills in in school um i do wish they would like they would have sprinkled on more of that so that it didn't just kind of come out of the blue yeah, you know? well, they did. She, there was, she was constantly listening to news about it, and one of the people that she stops is um, someone trying to get her to come to this debate about nuclear pro- proliferation. That's right, that's right. Um, I wish they had gone a little further with the ending and kind of committed to the... Because she just kind of wanders out, and you see the bomb, and then it zooms in on the bomb, and then that's it. I kind of wish she had a moment to think about how she can't unfreeze this and what her life is going to be like now. 
mm-hmm. like living in this frozen world because to save everyone they have to be stopped or like i want to see her dragging them all to canada yeah um or what like you know she'd drag her family to canada although i probably wouldn't with a family like hers and then like drag the president or whatever and like some good writers and then unfreeze it all i think it would have been it would have been nice to show that like despite how annoying her family is and like despite how she wishes for peace and quiet she still like would go to the ends of the earth for them and like would still like uh-huh. sacrifice for that or the concept of just like yeah what if you caravan for the next 75 years and just try to take every single person in the united states like yeah away you know that'd be pretty cool that'd be weird like nightcrawler then bamf mm. um anyway what's your campiness score shannon I give campiness a four out of five. I think it's nice. it's very eighties. I think that the and we're gonna get into effects in just a moment, but I think like having everyone freeze on their own is also really funny, and the touching the butt scene is just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Um, yeah, and I think like just hairstyles and just how eighties it is, uh, really was was great. Uh, yeah, I gave it two out of five. I mean, well, okay, that's probably unfair. Maybe uh, three out of five is probably where it's sitting at. Um, cause like it's it's very Brady Bunch at first. True. And uh, um, 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 the the lady's kind of a campy actor. She's very vocal in her silent scenes, like ooh, mmm, mmm, ah. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the very end, you see the bomb hanging over this movie theater that's playing Doctor Strange Love, and I'm like that's a pretty obvious joke right that's a that's a stanley cooper comedy about the bomb okay i did not know that it's called dr strange love or how i learned to stop worrying and love the bomb okay anyway um what was your score for campiness i also gave it a three yay why um i thought she was silly great her kids were over the top that's very true oh man okay we should talk about effects because this is a good transition i gave it two out of five frozen children because the the freezing effects were pretty cool. Like there was um like someone was pouring orange juice and it was frozen in time and stuff like that, but the kids could not stand still to hold their lives. That was not a sentence. But they were terrible at standing still, which is true of kids, but they could not pull off that effect. They tried their best. What was your score? Two. Actually I gave it a one. A one? A one. Oh no. <laughs> Why oh no? I don't know. We just we were saying two syllable things. Okay. Shannon, what was your score? My score was a five. Whoa. What? What effects did you see there? Okay, so this is, you gotta <laughs> wait. So the only reason I gave it a five, which is obviously more than it probably should have anyway. Were you watching like a From Beyond on your phone or something? <laughs> Different kinds of effects, right? Um, Very. Uh because it just it required so much choreography like of all the people and the places and the freezing and i think that like like i was thinking about it as if it was a student film where they didn't have a budget for fx like they didn't have like if you only had a camera and people they did a great job of having effects by chore like choreographing and coordinating everyone to freeze at the same time okay so i'm basing my score just based off of like if they didn't have anything available to them, how how would I score this? I mean, this was TV in the 80s. It yeah. wasn't like Mad Men budgets we're talking about. Exactly. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you thought the sets were a good effect. What? Did you think like the settings, like people like being frozen in place? Yeah. Well, that's not a set. That's an actor. Well, I mean, she thought the setting and the general mood was an effect. Oh, okay. I see. 
Which is a debate we've had here for a while at Scream 101, isn't it? Oh my god, are you trying? You disagree with Shannon, You've but you're trying to use something. her. I don't understand. Do no. not pull me into this. He disagrees with your assertion, but is trying to use it nevertheless to argue over his weird idea of what qualifies as effects. Because he'll be like, Tony Shalhoub's performance was great. Five out of five on effects. I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> we've never seen anything with Tony Shalhoub. 13 ghosts. I don't know if I rated his performance in that. It's all I could think of. It's hot in this room. Um, overall quality score. Um, Shannon, what's yours? I gave it a four. Ooh, good. I, I liked it. I had a good time. I, I couldn't tell you any of the people's names, but I can tell you Mom. that. Yeah. <laughs> Mom. Kid Russ. one, kid two. Um, Russ. I remember Russ. Yeah. Russ. Mm-hmm. Um, was that the dog or the little kid? That was the dad. Oh. Um, but I, I can't say right? that like. It's something that I can th- I can think back to, and I, I really like this episode. Good, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. It's mm-hmm. a fun. It's a it's a fun one. Yeah. What about you, Sergio? I gave it a two. I don't know how fun it was. Like it got pretty dark at the end there. Um, it's, it's fun, fun and to then me. it's dark. Yeah, <laughs> dark is fun. Fun to okay, us. Okay, to each his own. Whatever. Own. Yeah. Second wave feminism. <laughs> I mean, like third wave feminism. We're almost in fourth wave. We're almost there. What happened to the third wave? Third wave was in the nineties. We just got to burn like four more bras and then we're in the fourth wave. Mm, we don't know when wears bras anymore. Oh, so we did it. <laughs> we're there. Fifth wave. <laughs> um, anyway, just for the record, that was not an anti-feminism joke. That was just a, I have no idea what the exact history of it is. I don't think anybody who listens to this is going to call you out on that. Maybe Matt, maybe <laughs> Matt is as well-versed in second and third wave feminism as he is in Indiana Jones movies seems unlikely he surprised us before he really has anyway our quality my quality score is three out of five i wish the ending was better but the lead up i found really engaging and fun and that character even though she was acted very uh pantomime yeah um she i she's like told this story and i appreciate it it was fun anyway uh that's about it i guess um, Shannon, would this make you want to watch any other episodes of that incarnation of the Twilight Zone? No. I'll answer for her, no. <laughs> and I can do that as a male. Okay, great. Ha, 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 ha. Sergio, you're so funny. I you should you tell so him much. to shut up and use your time necklace to freeze <laughs> him. <laughs> My sundial necklace. Um, I mean, maybe. I think Twilight Zone has always been kind of hit or miss. Like, oh, yeah, some any episodes. anthology show. Yeah, there's some episodes that are, like, amazing and some that you can, like, reference really easily like i think everyone knows twilight zone as like the that like weird pig people episode yeah um um, um i don't remember what it's called but the like beauty on the inside beauties on the eye of the beholder or S- something something yeah um or like the kid wishing you into the cornfield or talking tina yeah like all these these like weird and i i didn't watch twilight zone as a kid but like if someone was like hey there's this like good episode from the 80s i'd be like all right let's watch it Cool. You know? Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch the other Wes Craven episodes. Yeah. Just because that's, you know, that's how I roll. Yeah. Um, there were some pretty good directors on the other ones, I think. Oh, um, one of Wes Craven's episodes was written by George R.R. R. Martin. What? Yeah, that's a thing that happened. That's weird. Yeah, so I assume there's a lot of incest. Unnecessary <laughs> rape. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, did you have something to say? <laughs> I was going to say very necessary, but that's just me being annoying. Yeah, that's very inappropriate, and I'm glad you did not have the mic at that time. Um, anyway, if you want to contact us, tell us your favorite episode of The Twilight Zone in any incarnation. Maybe we'll check it out. 
Um, you can contact us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast, uh, email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com, subscribe to us on iTunes, and rate and review, and give us five stars, because it's my birthday, and you owe me a present. This is the cheapest thing you can give me. Um, our theme song is A Beat For You by Pseudo Echo. You should check out their live performance of it on their album on iTunes. Uh, have have a nice day. Sergio's rubbing my face with a, a cat lint roller, so that's what you're hearing. I don't think it's specific to cats. Well, you don't have the mic right now, so I'm in charge. Um, good luck on your journey, everybody. Stay gold. And those are our sign-offs. Shannon, you should make one up. Wait, y'all say that all the time? Yeah, every episode. Clearly, someone hasn't been listening. <laughs> I mean, once he gets into the the pantomime that we made, I, I don't need to feel like I need to finish the it the out. boilerplate credits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I gotta make a sign. Okay, here, here we'll we'll start over so you can hear what what we're doing. Okay. I say good luck on your journey. Stay gold. Uh, don't take anything that Sergio says. No, take everything that Sergio says with a grain of salt. That's that. That should be a disclaimer we have on every one of these. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Bye. We love you, Sergio. Bye. We love you too. I love you all. Love Shannon. Just delete that. <laughs> I will not. You ready? As a lever, we, do we close the window? Is it too hot? It's too hot. Okay, that's good. Cool. Um, okay, I'm going to introduce me and then Sergio will talk and then you do your name because yeah. you're special. Surprise. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Brennan Klein. And I'm Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> My voice cracked. I heard. Okay, go ahead. <gasps> Hi, everyone. I'm Brennan. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes. He, in fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out and do a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. Enjoy. At podpeople.me. That was, that was really fun and not awkward at all. <laughs> Bye.